Within the consciousness of each and every one of us resides the eternal and sacred soul. By awakening to our soul and striving to live in alignment with our soul's purpose, we can live extraordinary lives beyond conditioned limitations to pursue a life of healing, intentionality, and connection. Join us, your co-hosts, me, Katrina Slade, and Jennifer Helwing, as we explore and discuss this path of living in alignment with the sacred soul. In this podcast, we endeavor to inspire and empower you through individual and collective healing of the feminine. We are here to honor our oneness, celebrate authenticity, and deepen our connection to our beautiful planet Earth. This is the Sacred Soul Podcast. Hi, I'm Katrina Slade. And I'm Jennifer Helwing. In this episode, we're going to discuss the divine feminine. So we'll talk about what it is, our experiences with this energy, and we're going to share some recommendations for you to connect more with your divine feminine energy within you. So Jen, can you start us off by explaining what the divine feminine is? Yes, I can. So we can kind of, let's just start by breaking it up, divine and feminine. So the divine is the purity, the pure expression of something. And now the feminine is part of this idea of duality where we've got, you know, the yin yang or like the masculine and the feminine. So in the world that we live in, we do experience, we do experience everything from this lens of light and shadow and yin and yang and and day and night and all these things. So the feminine would be associated with the nighttime, the yin. So the divine feminine is the pure expression of feminine energy. All beings have a mixture of divine feminine and divine masculine within them. Um, but particularly if you strongly identify as feminine or as a woman, you have that as your primary, your primary essence. So the divine feminine within us would be like a pure expression of this feminine energy. So creativity, birth, receptivity, openness, gentleness, uh, love, compassion. And then there's also the side that's a little bit darker, like not darker as in bad, but darker like the womb where we have infinite possibility, we have insight, we have intuition, we have wisdom, we have the moon, the nighttime. Um, and so those those things are also associated with the divine feminine. I like how, I really like this symbol of the yin yang, although I think it's pronounced yin yang, oh, but when okay. I say yang, it sounds wrong to me. <laughs> um, I like that symbol because it's like the the black and the white um, are just symbolizing, you know, the feminine and masculine. And it's like they're whole when they're together. It's it's a whole. Exactly. Right. So it's like people who identify as more male or more female. We all have both within us, but it's at different ratios, I guess. <laughs> Part of If I'm thinking of the symbol of like the circle with like the yin yang symbol in it. Um, maybe some people have more than the other. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just that we have different percentages or ratios of these energies, but it's also that we have very unique expressions of these energies. And so instead of thinking of it as divine feminine, you can almost think of it as human feminine, right? So the human feminine is going to be very different and it's going to express itself through these lenses of who we are as people. And so it can look 
you know, yes, it can look like light and compassion and nourishment and loving kindness, but it can also look like deep wisdom and depth and quietness and retreat and and just this this incredible depth, even destruction, letting go. Um, it's it's all of those things and more. So it's it's really interesting. So I really like the Hindu goddess Kali. Do you know mm-hmm. Kali? Yes. So she's like an expression of the divine feminine, but she's like fierce and she's like the destroyer. Like she'll burn away and destroy like all that, all that needs to go for your transformation, you know, to like acts to, I don't know how to explain it very well, but I really like that version of the divine feminine too. So is there a way you could kind of explain how those are both part of the divine feminine? Yeah. So, so what you're, what you're describing is the transition from the masculine to the feminine. So that looks like destruction because we're going from what is to the infinite possibility so we can have life and renewal and newness. And so the transition, like if you look at the seasons, summertime is divine masculine in its fullest and wintertime is divine feminine in its fullest because the divine feminine expresses through winter into spring. And the divine feminine also pulls summer into fall. So the divine feminine is like this rotation energy, as well as the nothingness of winter, the infinite possibility of winter. And then the divine masculine is everything that is. So when you look at the idea of destruction, you can see it as autumn. It's the the death, the mm-hmm. dying. The shedding, shedding the leaves, all of that. Yeah, the shedding, the letting go, right, to come into that place where we can have winter, the womb, insight, wisdom, uh, like the darkness, the, you know, the, that kind of energy. And then it brings us into life and birth and, and healing and newness and that type of stuff. So, yeah. I like how you connected that with the seasons. Cause it makes a lot of sense to me. Like if you think of the winter, we can't see it, but inside the trees, they're like preparing for spring. And so all of a sudden when spring comes, like there's one day when all the little buds pop out from the trees, like for the new leaves. And you're like, Mm -hmm. wow, where did those come from? Well, the whole winter, they've been like preparing for it. Exactly. It's really hard to separate them because they're so interwoven in our world. In order for spring to happen, like you need the divine masculine, which is the sun. You need the sun to come and sort of start warming things and kind of bringing new light and some new energy for the feminine to fully express itself as beauty and sensuality and all these wonderful things that are associated with spring. So they're, they're very interwoven. Um, it's as we grow into summer, the divine masculine is becoming dominant. And then as we fall into winter, the divine feminine is becoming dominant. So it's this little dance that's kind of done through the seasons so we can observe that in the natural world. And I've always heard um, the divine masculine sort of described like outward energy, like production, doing, going, 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 you know, like that. And then the divine feminine as like inward energy, right? Like receptivity, receiving. Yeah. Surrender. Yeah. And that's very interesting to me because I think most of us are conditioned to live in the masculine energy. Yeah, exactly. So for a long time, our society was very masculine dominant, where if you wanted to 
have any power or agency, you had to either be a man or you had to buy into that masculine energy. And so we have like the women's rights movement and all that stuff that was very necessary. But what it did is it allowed us to have the freedom of choice as to how we want to express our femininity, right? So I wanted to ask you, Katrina, what what do you feel like your unique expression of the divine feminine is? Um, I have realized over the last few years that I have a pretty deep feminine wound. And so that has manifested itself in like a resistance to a lot of feminine things and like living my life in a feminine way. And I didn't realize it until recently. Okay. Yeah. For me, like I'm just now starting to get into the divine feminine more like intentionally and to try and restructure the way I live my life. So it's not so masculine, like go, go, go. I have to be productive all the time, you know, go, go, go. And not like ignoring my cycles, ignoring my inner like cycles that my energy levels and my hormones are changing, but I kept going, going, going. So now I'm becoming more conscious and aware of my own needs and like my right. my cycles and I'm just beginning so I'm not like an expert yet <laughs> like you do um cycle thinking and like living cyclically with your cycle I do and that that should be another episode uh like living cyclically yeah. because I think it's such a wonderful thing but it sounds like you went through this process of you had maybe become in a lot of ways what you felt like you had to yeah. be to survive in the world and to get by mm-hmm. And so it was really freeing for you to let go of some of those things and come home to your own unique expression of the divine feminine. Yes. It's very freeing, but it also hurts, you know, like you have to do a lot of shadow work and be like, well, why why do I think this? Like, why do I think I have to be so successful and productive all the time? It's exhausting and it leads to burnout. Yeah, And I think a lot of Yeah. And I think that happens to a lot of people, even men, you know, even people who identify as male, because we just taught to value like the things that capitalist society values. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about the economy. Yeah. (laughs) So the economy favors production and consumerism, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, you know, evidently killing the planet. But it's, it's also representative of this loss of valuing the feminine. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly what our society represents is that we don't value the feminine. We only exactly. value the masculine. Exactly. And we only value the feminine if it's sexy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, so I grew up feeling that like I had to be beautiful and I had to be docile and I had to be you know all these things that were taught to be but that goes so against my inner soul I guess like I Mm. I'm not a docile person and I'm just not um I don't want to live to make men happy (laughs) and want to live to make me happy so exactly I'm to like you know, live in alignment with my true essence and my true nature. So I've gone through a big unbecoming. Did we talk about unbecoming in the last episode? We did. Um, I'm still going through it right now, but so am I. (laughs) I think we're lucky that we're doing it now because so many people live their lives into their forties and fifties and later 
because they've been taught this is how the world is and this is how you should be. Yeah. And they don't realize until later. And so I feel really grateful that I'm going through this now in my 30s. Um, yeah. you know, becoming the woman that the person that I am meant to be and not like I'm shedding all the conditioning and all of the wounding. Also, I wanted to mention that we most of us are carrying ancestral wounding specifically from the feminine line, like female, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like all of the pain and oppression and abuse and all of the hardships, all of our female ancestors have endured. Like we still carry that in our wombs unless, um, you know, maybe some, some more than others, but I do. So I've had to learn a lot about becoming aware of that and, know, trying to release that and heal that for me and all my ancestors and my future, you know, lineage that's in the future. So, yeah. I I just wanted to go back to something you said earlier that I really appreciated was how you explained how you had to find your own relationship to your own sexuality and your own expression of the feminine. Mm -hmm what femininity can be for all of us is such a spectrum. And so for some women, it can be like very sexual and for others, it can look like being a nun, but those are both a divine feminine. So I just want to, I just want to like say that because it, it, we have to find our own way of what feels the most empowering to us and what feels feminine to us. That looks really different for a lot of women. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I've been really aware of lately for me is what's triggering to me because mm-hmm. like I get triggered when I see women who are like overtly sexual and I'm like, how can they do that? <laughs> you know, because I've always been taught like, well, I've been taught two things that are opposites. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be empowered sexually because you're a girl and you should be beautiful and sexy for men. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, it's very confusing. I totally agree with you. And I can relate to that. I've gone through so many phases in my life. I've gone through phases of being like, very, very sexual. And then I've gone through phases of being totally covering myself completely. And just so it's it's interesting. And I found a good balance now. But I went I had sometimes we have to explore the different polarities to kind of find out where Mm -hmm. we where we are. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to mention, um, if you're triggered by something like my example was women who are overtly sexually empowered, um, that's telling you something about your wounding, right? It's not about them. It's about you. And so I've sort of realized that, and I've been doing a lot of my own healing and discovering with my relationship to, you know, sensuality and my sexuality and all of that. So, yeah. Do you want to share any more about your story and like finding your own version of sexuality or your expression of that as, as a woman? Um, I'm still doing it. <laughs> I'm still figuring that out, but let's just say I've been really struggling my whole sexual life to like receive pleasure. Like it's hard for me to do that. <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. And I think it's, it's definitely a wounding. It's not, you know, you're not naturally like that, right? Like it's not your pure essence to, to be struggling to receive pleasure. So that's just something I've been working on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like I, 
I have a lot of sexual trauma and it has been a journey for me to learn how to feel safe in my body again because I there was so many times where I almost like didn't trust myself I like almost saw my own sexual energy as this enemy Mm -hmm. so I can definitely relate to to some of what you're sharing yeah I I I always felt that it was shameful to have sexual you know urges or (laughs) desires or have a sensual side at all like Mm -hmm. I was just always taught yeah exactly either nothing or that it's shameful so like how how is that going to manifest as an adult? Obviously it's going to give you some blocks and some wounds that you have to heal. And I think, I think a lot of women have that. And what you just shared, Jen, that's really brave of you to share about your history with sexual trauma. And I think a lot of people listening can relate to that. Thank you for sharing that. And just like people listening, our listeners um, just know that it doesn't always have to be that way. Like you can, when, when you're at ready, when it's the right time, you can begin to heal that relationship with you and your sensuality and your yeah. divine feminine. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a journey, right? Like it's really a journey. We don't have to force it or think, oh, look at all these things that are wrong with me because it's not your fault. Like it's not your fault. Like Katrina was saying too, that intergenerational trauma and even the, mm-hmm. the masculine, like while we're talking about the masculine, we've got the divine masculine and then we've got the wounded masculine. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And the world has a lot of that. And, and that is a cycle. Men in our society have that trauma or that like conditioning of being wounded is like passed down through yes. them too. Yes. We have to work together to heal this. Yeah. Because when the feminine is wounded, so is the masculine and it just, it just, and it, we all kind of wound each other and it just creates this awful cycle. So the healing is for us together. We've got to work together. Do you think you could explain to the listeners, like how might it feel for somebody who has a healthy relationship with their divine feminine and also like somebody who's like super disconnected or might have a wounded or like a blocked divine feminine um, relationship? Yeah. I think it's so, because I think it's so different for every, for every person. Um, But I can share like my personal experience just because some people might relate to it. But of course, like this is going to look different for everyone. Um, What I would talk about first is just this idea that making peace with even being feminine, right? So like whatever that is in your society or even your own beliefs about what it means to be a woman, making peace with that. And finding the parts, like Katrina was saying, finding the things that trigger you and that you feel resistance to and then working through those things. So when you're in alignment with your divine feminine, it feels very much like just being at peace with being mm-hmm. a woman. And feeling feeling joy even when you're connected to your femininity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joy is the sacral. And our, our womb represents creativity and it represents joy. And just the joyful expression. So if you're in that, like if you're able to be creative and have a joyful expression and even experience like sensual pleasures from the world and experience beauty and see beauty in everything and everyone, that would be someone who is very aligned with with the divine feminine. Um, So for me, just going back as a young woman, a young adult, um, it has been a journey for me 
through like religious conditioning and whatnot, worked through that, became hypersexual, was very much in my sexual power, mm-hmm. experienced sexual trauma, closed myself off completely. I went two years of my life without shaving at all and without wearing a bra. Wow. I didn't want to make myself look beautiful because I had this idea that that made me vulnerable. Yeah. Or weak. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent lots of years of my life totally resisting my femininity. I was wearing like clothes that were covering and hiding my body. I wanted to hide my body. I wanted to have hair everywhere. And I don't want to say that like hair isn't beautiful. It it is actually. And so it was really freeing for me to learn to love my body Mm -hmm. in its natural state. That was super freeing for me. But then I came to a point afterwards where I was like, you know what? My beauty is also my power and my ability to feel beautiful is my power. And so what feels beautiful to you, whatever that is, is your power. Yeah. So I kind of had to come back and start exploring that. Um, Yeah. I do wear a lot of flowy silk clothing and like I do love wearing flowy kind of hippie skirts (laughs) and like, you know, lots of jewelry and, and gemstones and stuff. So that's my feminine expression. So it's a little different, but we have to find that what feels good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> um, I want to slip something in that I wrote. Um, this is something that I wrote that came to me in meditation in relation to how the divine masculine and divine feminine would show up in our world in a healed way. So the energy of the divine masculine honors, protects, and uplifts the goodness of the world, while the divine feminine nourishes, heals, and brings love into the darkness. Things fall apart when the masculine only honors, protects, and uplifts himself, and when the feminine is too wounded to nourish, heal, or love herself. That's so good. So that's the journey to healing. The divine masculine needs to learn their role is to protect the softness, to uplift the weak, to, you know, uplift the the weak and the marginalized and lift them up. And like, I don't just mean the feminine, but I mean all of the pain and suffering in the world, the divine masculine, their job is to protect those people, to honor the goodness and protect the goodness. The divine feminine can then feel safe enough to feel love for herself. And when, when the feminine can love herself, we can spill our love into the places where love is needed. So that's the cycle of healing. And of course, we live in a world that is wounded. Um, and so we don't have that, that proper balance. But we can work towards it. We can work towards it together. Yes, that's amazing. That explains it. It sums it up so concisely and like truthfully and beautifully. I love that. Our listeners might be curious to know how they can have a deeper connection with their divine feminine or like begin healing their divine feminine. So Jen, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, Katrina, I want to start with something that you brought up because I think it's so helpful. Pay attention to your triggers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) pay attention to what makes you uncomfortable, especially in relation to other women, uh, motherhood, uh, judgment. Just how you're judging others, other women. Yeah. A judgmental mind is not in its divine feminine because the feminine is accepting and open. So being, being aware of your own judgments of yourself and of others, and then your creativity, your relationship to creativity. 
and authentic expression. So uh, using your voice, but in a gentle and loving way that is truthful to you. So it's speaking your truth from a place that is at peace with itself, if that makes sense. So when we're able to feel at peace with ourselves and we've worked through our wounding and then we use our voice to tell our truths, that's really, really beautiful and very activating for the divine feminine. I also want to jump in and say, in terms of creativity, there's, there's that, which is extremely valuable. And there's like the playful side. That's just like being creative for fun, yes, you know, like definitely whatever that looks like dancing, cooking, singing, everyone's like, Oh, I'm not an artist. <laughs> Cause I'm an artist. <laughs> and so people are always like, Oh, I can never do what you do. And I'm like, you sh- it's just connecting to something you enjoy that involves creation and it's like fun, you know? So that's another way of like connecting to the divine feminine with the creativity. I love that you said that because you're right. So many people don't identify as artists, which I think is actually really sad because if you look at children, all children are creative. All children think that they're artists, but we lose that along the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I used to be an art teacher and I could tell in my students, elementary school age students full of joy and zest for art, for creation. And then around 12 or 13, they start getting so self-conscious and then, and then they lose it. And it's really sad. The judgmental mind comes in, right? Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. So first of all, start identifying as a creative person. Like even if you're not doing art, just start identifying as that. I am, I'm creative. I'm a creative person. It might not look like art. It might look like dance. It might look like singing. It might look like just, um, decorating, decorating. Yeah. It can look like anything, even like cooking. Yeah. Cooking is very creative. Absolutely. Cooking is, yeah, it's very creative, but it's also central, right? Like being in touch with our our senses. So like our sense of smell and taste and touch and like all those beautiful things um, through cooking, you can kind of feel that and through food. And um, it's really wonderful for, for connecting with that energy. Yeah. Um, I have an activity that you can try if you're listening. Oh, I want to know. The divine feminine is, it's very much associated with beauty, not conventional beauty or like what beauty should be but the ability to see beauty in everything so and this is an activity that I actually did for myself uh, when I was trying to get more in touch with my divine feminine so what I invite you to try is go and sit somewhere in nature and bring a journal and describe the scene like describe everything you're seeing as if it was the most beautiful thing you've ever seen describe the scene as if Maybe you're like from the moon or something and you've never seen earth and you're there for the first time. Just notice every single detail and just describe it like it was the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen. Describe it to somebody who has never seen earth before. That's amazing. And that will help you. Yeah, that will help you get in touch with that beauty lens. And then when you've done that exercise, if you are brave enough, do the same exercise looking into a mirror. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) And it's hard. It is hard, (laughs) but it it can be really, really interesting. I want to do that. Try it out. I need to do more. Yeah. The nature would be easier, but I need to do more of the like mirror stuff. Cause like I, whenever I go on walks, like I just love admiring the nature. Like it's so fun for me to like get into that appreciation. 
feeling and, and like love, I guess you're just connecting to love actually, but the mirror, like doing that for yourself, like I feel resistance to that. <laughs> oh yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. That's a really good one. I love that. I hope, I hope the listeners might be open to trying that. Yeah. And another thing you can try is to just ask yourself questions about what beliefs you have about what it means to be a woman and really examine where those things came from, from your family, from society, and then go through that list and put your hand on your heart and actually feel into which of these things do I love and connect with and which of them are not for me that I am like okay with letting go of, right? So you can do that and kind of go through that and just have fun creating and expressing your own version of what is feminine, what's beautiful to you. Uh, It's so Mm -hmm. individual. So yeah. Yeah. So those are my recommendations, but Katrina, I know that you have a bunch of great ideas too. So can you share some of yours? (laughs) Well, my, my ideas are specifically coming from my lens right now where I'm Mm. in deep healing mode for my divine feminine. And I call Mm -hmm. it the feminine wound. I don't know if we mentioned the feminine wound specifically yet, but um, I, I don't know why, but it's like coming up right now for me and I really need to heal it. Otherwise I'm going to get, um, I'm going to have more medical problems that I've had recently in my womb space. So specifically the things I've been doing that, that seem to be helping me, I'll just share in case it resonates with somebody else. Um, I've been told that I need to connect with my body more. It also involves grounding, like grounding into the earth and like doing some movement. And I, for a few, for like a week, I was like trying to do like dancing, like alone by myself, but I just, it didn't resonate with me. So instead I've been like, I've been like holding my womb space and like when I'm meditating or I guess just like getting into getting more like loving energy into my womb (laughs) and and also like in terms of the body I've been noticing my cycle more paying attention to I'm still not like that good at it but I'm paying attention to what phase of my cycle am I in and like you know like luteal phase um I'm in the luteal phase is right before the menstrual phase right yeah same did you know that that's did you know that that's supposed to be like the phase of the wild woman no it's supposed to be the phase where we start to get in touch with like our anger and our like primal feminine like the protective mother that's like rawr (laughs) yeah yeah going like going a little wild that's I uh, like that yeah (laughs) we all need that a little like every now and then we need to Mm -hmm. access that side of ourselves yeah so I've been not very good about that, but I'm trying to like plan like my schedule based on what phase I'm in and um, giving myself rest when I need rest, especially that like when my body feels like it needs rest, I'm really trying to honor that, mm-hmm. not feel bad and guilty about needing rest. Yeah. Yes. That's so important. And that's like that plays into the feminine wounding you were talking about earlier about feeling like guilt from not being productive. Oh my God. I used to feel like burning guilt 
if I wasn't productive, like every second of the day. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that. So like, isn't that awful? Yeah. Living like that? It's horrible. How can you be joyful if you're living like that? Where's, where's the space to just enjoy? No, like it's hard to access pleasure. Mm -hmm. It's hard to feel like you're in touch with yourself. Yeah. It's, it's so hard when you're living like that, when you're living more in the masculine, the the wounded, even like the wounded wounded masculine, masculine. you know, like so hard. Yeah. So something else I've been really doing is I'm actually seeking a lot of help in my healing because I had a crisis recently and I, and I discussed it previously, so I won't get into it now, but I had a health crisis where I had so much pain in my womb. And so I needed to like heal for real. So I've been seeing a therapist. I'm talking to her about these things. I've also done some energy healing on myself and I've reached out to an emotion code practitioner. Um, It's just a form of, of healing and like clearing energy. And I've received help from some sessions from her. It's so important to, to not have to do it alone. Yeah. Cause it's overwhelming. Like I've been aware that I have a feminine wound that I need to heal for a long time, but I'm like, well, I don't know how to heal it. And now I'm like, oh, I really need to heal it because I'm having a health crisis <laughs> because it's manifesting as dis-ease. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I, I've experienced that too. For me, it was from my sexual trauma I had literal pain and I went to doctors and they were like, oh, there's nothing like wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You're fine. And I went for it. I had, I had like scans done and all these things. And, um, I was like, wow, okay, this has got to be energy. And it was frustrating because I knew that, like, I, I knew that it was energy and I knew that it was from my sexual trauma, but just knowing that wasn't enough to heal it. It actually took me almost seven years you were in pain for seven years. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad that you finally have done healing for that. That's awful. And looking back, I wish I had gotten more help. Um, but it was hard to just like try to, it just needed time. It just needed time. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you're not ready for healing. Like I've been aware of my, I don't want to call it my wound, but I've been aware of the feminine wound within me for a while. And I just didn't know what to do. So I just ignored it, you know, and, and then it manifested as like dis-ease, you know, illness in my body. And, and I guess now I'm ready. I think, honestly, I think it, it manifested when it did, because it's like, now is when you're ready to heal. I wasn't ready earlier, but now I was ready to heal. And so for you, in your experience, maybe you weren't ready um, for those years. Yeah, exactly. I think it was like I had to accept. I had to accept it and just let go of my obsession with trying to force myself to heal. Yeah. Just that like forcing energy is the opposite of the divine feminine. So I had to, I had to let go and I had to be like, look, this is just what happened and this is what my body is doing and I just tried to love my body and just be patient with my body and be gentle with my body and and that was probably when the healing started to happen yeah yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes I don't know about you, but sometimes I just in the past was just angry at my body. Oh my God. I still am sometimes, you know, I, I bet you 80% of the people listening to this yeah, can yeah. relate. <laughs> I think women are always taught to like not honor their bodies and to like force their bodies to do things that, you know, or to disapprove or to have shame and all that. So yeah, I think we've yeah. all, we can all relate. Um, so another thing I wanted to mention is if you're looking to heal some feminine wounding within you, or if you want to heal the divine feminine within you, it's always good to like seek out role models. And what I mean by that is like people who are sort of embodying uh, mm-hmm. healed divine feminine. So like people you follow on social media or like, I love to do reading and learning about these topics. So I've, I've done a lot of like reading and I, I gravitate towards authors who seem to be expressing like yeah. the healed yeah. feminine energy. And so I would say just who, whatever resonates with you, like seek it out and surround yourself with it. So you can see examples of people who are like fully embodied in their divine feminine and who are, you know, not living in their shadow, um, triggered, you know, wounded self, but they're, they're fully like, I use the word role model because that's what I'm seeking out. Like I, I want to find women who, can show me what's possible based on like how they're living and it's really inspiring yeah I love that exactly and and also with the mother wound (laughs) um if you have a, a a wounded relationship with your mother you have a wounded relationship with a feminine um and so a lot of the time we need to seek out women who can be like elders to us too, like women that are healthy that can actually just listen to us when we're talking or just like be kind of like you said, like a role model to us, somebody that's willing to kind of guide us and, and inspire us and kind of be there for us. And that can look like lots of different things. Yeah. For me, one of those people is my yoga teacher and she teaches a lot about honoring our bodies and being in that cyclical kind of life, like a lot of those things that she's teaching me about taking rest when you need to, and just being able to like work hard when you feel good and then rest really, really indulgently when you need to, and just kind of going back Mm -hmm. and forth between that. Yeah. Do you have any favorite um, books or people that you look up to or that you see like that? I do. Um, I think I mentioned it in the last episode, but I, I love the work by Tosha Silver. Her whole platform is about letting the divine take the lead. She's all about like living from surrender and it's very much feminine. It's very much, um, finding happiness and joy and pleasure in, in surrender. It's surrender sounds so like abstract. It sounds so like oh, surrender. So now I'm like so passive and I have no control over my life. It's not really like that. Like she teaches, um, I guess I'd say an empowered way of living um, in the divine feminine. Surrender actually can be really empowering. Have you found that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're not, 
Yeah, because you're not a slave to like your what your desires are based on like what capitalist patriarchal society tells you you should want. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, oh, what are your goals in life? Or like, what do you want in life? And I actually felt so in my power when I said, I want nothing. I have all the love, all the joy within me and everything else is a bonus. Like that was really powerful for me to say that. And in the past, I felt like I'm supposed to have this list. Um, And so it was freeing for me personally to be able to say, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for what I have. So I can, I can kind of like, I don't think, I don't think I'm living in a place of scarcity and lack just because I want more for my life or I want certain things, but I'm like, I'm so grateful for my life. I'm so grateful for what I have. What if, and what if I could do this with my life? You know, it's like inspiring, but if you're coming from a place of lack, then it's, it's really disempowering. So I, sometimes I catch myself in that, like, obviously I'm human. (laughs) Um, I catch myself from like, desiring things from from a place of lack and then I realize it and then I can switch my mindset and just living in gratitude is is very empowering so if you're like for you if you're grateful for everything you have every your life now is is great and also for me like I'm grateful for what I have and for what could be you know Mm. in the future so exactly exactly yeah Okay, so we're just going to jump into our final topic. We're going to talk about the path of spirituality through the lens of the divine feminine. And Katrina, you were like already leading us perfectly into that. So, <laughs> so okay, we wanted to mention that intuition is the divine feminine. And so we want to talk about intuition and our own experiences with opening up our intuition and how that has helped us come home to our divine feminine. Yeah, okay. So before I started developing my intuition, before I realized that we are intuitive beings and we can access our intuition and that I have intuition, I was living more in my masculine. And so I think it's not a coincidence that my spiritual awakening and my like intuition development has been happening simultaneously to me like shedding the like conditioning it's like they happened at the same time. And I'm only realizing that right now as I'm speaking. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's not a coincidence. No, exactly. Because what the more you deepen your intuition, the more in the feminine you're becoming. And also the more you're aware of your true self, like the core of yourself, like your soul. And you, you kind of are able to shed and release all the limiting conditioning that you've grown up with. Yeah, I think having a connection to my intuition is so healing even. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it at the time when I was beginning to start that journey of intuition development, but it is very healing, don't you think? Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's coming back to our power, like our feminine power is that intuition. And that ability to see possibilities and to see connections and to see the the symbolic language around us in the world. And um, 
just seeing things through that lens is is very much you know both a path of spirituality and a path of the divine feminine so they totally are parallel to each other for me um learning to be quiet with myself and connect with myself and just trust what I'm feeling and what I'm being told, following like what I knew I needed to be doing uh, with my life specifically. <laughs> so that, uh, and that, it was hard. It was hard to, to learn to listen um, because we kind of sometimes think we know better or we, we might get these downloads and we're like, yeah, okay, but not yet. Or yeah, okay, but I'm gonna do that while I'm also gonna keep doing this other thing, right? So we, we can kind of <laughs> we kind of try to like yes and a little bit to our intuition, yeah. and it just needs to be yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that reminds me of what you were saying about trust. I feel like trust is a very feminine thing. Oh my gosh, we could talk about that because the divine feminine has to feel safe to be in full expression. That's one of the main things is like, yeah. we have to feel safe. So we have to have both trust and faith in order to fully express our divine feminine. So of course, when we talked about the feminine wound and all this stuff, a lot of that creates a feeling like I'm not safe in my life. I'm not safe in this body. I'm not safe in the world. And that blocks mm -hmm. a lot of our, our freedom. Yeah. yeah. And also trusting your intuition, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's also yeah. feeling safe. Like when you feel an intuitive hit or an intuitive download, I used to ignore it. Like you were saying, because it's like, well, I, that's just my thought. I don't actually trust myself, but actually I've learned through the course of my intuition development. That's the most truth, <laughs> you know, like yeah, <laughs> the first like intuitive hit and you can kind of learn what it feels like in your body. Like for me, when I feel something very, very true, I don't know why, but my throat kind of expands and opens. Oh, beautiful. And so I can, and I, I feel the opposite when something is not. So my throat constricts and gets tight. I love that you brought that up because that's the physical presence of intuition. And it's so feminine because it's, it's us learning to trust our bodies too. Yeah. So when we can trust our bodies and our intuition, we are so powerful. Yes. Like that is powerful stuff. It is. It's kind of magical, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I feel a yes in my chest, mm -hmm. like in my heart. And it's kind of just like above my heart. So sort of just below my collarbone, it feels like more expansion there. Mm -hmm. And then I feel, I feel like no, or something is wrong. I feel like my stomach just goes and just like clenches up really tight. So that's how I feel it in my body. It's funny. Cause it's both like expansion for yes and contraction mm -hmm. and constricting for no. Like, mm -hmm. so if you're like, as a listener, if you already know how your body responds when it feels a yes, or when it feels a no, that's great. But if you don't already know, start paying attention to like, you know, like for example, am I meant to like, if you're going to have a big purchase and you're like, oh, I'm nervous. I don't know if I should do this or not. You know, you can ask like, is this for my highest good? And then if you feel in a constriction, that might be a signal to you that that's no, or if it's an expansion somewhere in your body, that might be a signal that it means yes. And you have, you can learn how to recognize that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's so true. I have 
many of my clients go through that process of trying to learn to connect with that physical presence of intuition. And it's, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Like it, for a lot of people, it's really hard and it takes time. So yeah. give yourself a lot of time yeah. to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the worst thing to do would be to beat yourself up every time you're trying to connect in your divine feminine or your intuition, because yeah. that's, it's just what we're trained to do, but it's, it's not going to help you in any way. So just give yourself grace and love and just do your best. And that's what we're all doing. Yeah. Yeah. So to finish off today, I just want to bring our awareness back to the idea that we are sacred, that our bodies are sacred, that who we are is is sacred, that our lives are sacred, and just inviting you to bring that sacredness back into your life is very helpful to connect with your divine feminine. So Katrina and I are going to close off by just reclaiming um, our sacredness. So I invite you to try this exercise if you're listening. So I want you to just say um, something that you want to bring sacredness back to. So for me, it's going to be um, my body is sacred and my creative energy is sacred. That's so beautiful. I'm going to say my femininity is sacred and my sensuality is sacred. Mm, I love that. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're interested in learning more or connecting more with some of the themes we've discussed, we invite you to join us in our sisterhood containers. They're like women's circles, but they go so much deeper and it's going to be so amazing to connect with each other. So we invite you to find out more at our Instagram. You can find us at Sacred Soul Healing Co. And if you want to connect more with me and learn more about what I offer, you can find me on Instagram, Katrina Slade Artist Intuitive or katrinaslade.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and how we can work together, I empower people to heal their own wounds and rise into their soul's true calling. You can find me at moonpathwellness.com or at wellnesswithjen on Instagram. Thanks for listening.